Sideboob Cinema is a retrospective movie show for adults only. Educational, satirical, transgressive. It's just entertainment and we're not out to offend, but at the end of the day, Frank Zappa said it best. You either get it or you don't. Roll the tape. Prowlers, secret spooges, panty sniffers, violent rapists, and the women who lust after them. This is Side Poop Cinema, your podcast within a podcast. My name is Ricky Orpike, and joining me are my fellow cancelled podcasters, AJ and Jonathan Astro. Guys, if this one doesn't get us cancelled, what will? <laughs> well, um, you're you, you know, you're not helping the intro. You, know? <laughs> so, you don't you don't want us to you don't want us to prosper. You want us to fail. <laughs> <laughs> like women you like like the you yes. want women to fail <laughs> yes that's right <laughs> speaking of uh women women's failing women's uh, uh, we are reviewing the second of our our late verhoven cycle today this is l l from 2016 2016 yes yeah. yes famous year we that we 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 <laughs> Uh, so I'm embarrassed because I didn't know that it was French for she or her. Oh yeah, no, neither did I actually. I thought it was just neither did I. I'm parochial, so I'm also an idiot like Homer. You know how Homer goes, and then Die Hard did this, and you know. So I thought her name was Elle. Well, but her name is Michelle. Yeah. Okay. So so it works either way. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, I sort of don't feel so bad. Sorry. This cat, you can hear this cat. Come here. My cat's going crazy, but I think it's appropriate because there's a cat in this movie. So It's true. You know. Opening frame. So, AJ, how did you watch this film? I watched it in bed on my laptop. <laughs> By myself. No, Frank. Frank did you didn't you didn't you didn't give him I didn't one. get Frank into it, but I think we're going to watch it again. Yeah. Yes. Good. That's what he yes. deserves. Uh, it, it, it is for being it's exactly a nice guy. What he <laughs> in the words, in the words of Christian Bale, "You're a nice guy. You're a nice guy. I'm fucking serious. You're a nice guy. You're a nice guy." Uh, all right. Well, uh, so I should knock off this synopsis uh, and and get. Oh, but before before we do that, this is this is based on a book called Oh. By Philippe Gian. So um, he also wrote a famous sexy film, well, novel turned into a film called Betty Blue, uh, which is oh. like you would have seen it on, um, there's a poster that you would have seen. It's it's a chick and it's blue and you you would have seen it on a wall, walls and it's uh, transgressive student sort of stuff, you know? Right. So anyway, he's a piece of pig man. And I sent you a picture of him. AJ, what did you think? Keeper, keeper Delish. or creeper, keep, keeper or creeper, <laughs> author edition. Just quickly, <laughs> you saw his face. Terrible. What did you think? Terrible. He had that Clint Howard chic. Mm. You know that sort of the gap tooth yes. and gap teeth, gap crooked yeah. teeth. 
But just looked like a pedophile, basically, is what he, you know, yeah. he did. Yeah. I feel like he, had, like he had a sweaty upper lip. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> like he was, yes. yeah, he's real creepy. All right, wow. so here we go. The film opens big with the sounds of Michelle Leblanc, uh, played by Isabelle Huppert, being raped in her own home in broad daylight. The assailant, uh, when Ricky's nodding, Approvingly He went "Mm, mm, mm." Uh, The assailant wearing a ski mask Wipes himself off and escapes Leaving Michelle to clean up the scene And herself Clearly shell shocked by the event Michelle doesn't go to the cops Nor does she tell anyone in her life And we see her go about her business as normal basically Managing a successful video game company That is on the eve of launching a gothic fantasy game uh, well, their second, I think, their second uh, uh, game. We learn much about Michelle and her various relationships uh, also. There's her diva-like mother who likes to nail young gigolos, uh, her punk bitch son who can't hold down a job and is about to have a kid with a total bish, sexy woman. That thought, that chick, but we'll get into that. Um, there's Richard, the husband of her best friend, who she's having an affair with, uh, and there's also her ex-husband, Richard, who is now dating a hot young yoga teacher. And to keep things interesting, she's uh, been openly flirting with her married young youngish neighbour, Patrick. Uh, I also forgot to mention that Michelle's father was a mass murderer and is now locked up in prison. Uh, sidebar. That's a sidebar, yeah. Your Honour. Despite her trying to soldier on after the rape, she's clearly being stalked by her raper man. Uh, He's sending her texts and other notes, uh, and things get pretty serious when she is sent a CG clip from her latest video game, which which features a a big burly monster doing a chick from behind with his tentacles, and Michelle's face has been superimposed on the victim. Are you picturing it, AJ? (laughs) Classy. Just checking. Mm. So anyway, she engages uh, <laughs> one of her nerdy developers to investigate who made the video by hacking into everyone's computers. Um, but really, her number one suspect at work is this guy called Kurt. He's sort of a pissy and arrogant developer who she's had run-ins with. Anyway, her paranoia causes her to pepper spray and assault her ex-husband by mistake. He's sort of, you know, creeping around her house and that's what he gets. Uh, and after that, uh, she discovers that the guy who she hired to look into the dirty video at work actually made the video himself. So she has him drop his pants and present his penis, and uh, uh, she knows he's not. The, she knows he's not the raper man because the guy uh, she's looking for has a circumcised member. Um, one night, the raper man makes another appearance. Okay. And Michelle manages to fight him off and stab his hand. And, and But she also manages to unmask him, revealing that he's in fact her neighbour, Patrick. Uh, uh, again, she Spoilers. does not call... Well, yes, Every week. <laughs> so, again, she does not call the police and seems more intrigued than horrified about the whole situation. Um, Michelle's mother's dying wish uh, for her because she's, she just... Dies. She up and dies. But anyway, her dying wish <laughs> is that um, Michelle go to see their father, or well, her father in prison, the killer, uh, which she uh, she does, only discover that he's hanged himself before her arrival. Uh, and on the way home, uh, she swerves for a deer. Looked like a deer. Is it a deer? Moose? I think deer. So. Yeah. Whatever. 
and gets into an, get, gets into an accident and then trapped in her car and somewhat injured. She calls her friends and family, but they're all busy, leaving her no choice but to call Patrick the Raper Man. Um, and he happily comes and rescues her and cleans up her injuries, and they begin a kind of perverse courtship in which he needs her... Well, he needs to be her Raper Man, uh, and she has to play the victim, despite being into it. Um... The launch of the video game is a total success and at the launch Michelle decides to sort of turn her life around and she does a bunch of things. Uh, Among that she admits to her friend Anna that she's been nailing her husband Uh, and uh, but more importantly she tells Patrick uh, when they sneak away off together that their sick relationship is kind of over. She recognises that it's sick and that it's over and um, feeling sort of empowered she returns home and uh, who should come by again? But Patrick in his ski mask, ready to get it on. Woohoo! Uh, but, <laughs> but thankfully, uh, Michelle is rescued by her son Vincent, who hits Patrick on the head with a with some timber, um, killing killing him dead. So, so that's the that's that's it sort of wraps stuff up. But that's basically it. <laughs> Tie up some loose ends, but that's where it yeah. is, really. Mm, yes. So, the the film opens with a rape. It's 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 pretty full on, and mm. the cat watches the rape, and he's mm. kind of into it. Did you think that? <laughs> he he looked like he was the mastermind behind the whole affair. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, look, it's a striking image, and the cat mm. was mischievous. Marty, I think his name was Marty. Yes, but um, that's actually one of the poster images. I think I'm sure I've seen really? one of the posters where she's holding up. Yes, the cat. yeah, I've seen that too. Yeah, they've had oh. trouble. Mar- it's one of these ones I got trouble marketing. Like you know, the the, the more thrillery posters, the one that you've seen where the the, the, the leather gloves, like Jalo style, is in the foreground. And mm. then they've say, I've seen ones where it's just her holding up the cat, and you're like, "What the fuck is this?" That yeah. that'd be like the the, f- <laughs> the French film festival version, you know? Yeah, yeah. yeah Imagine yeah. How, <laughs> your your mum going to see that at the French film festival, thinking yeah, it's thinking it's amazing. Amelie, you know? Yeah. She, yeah. Thinks it's, uh, she thinks it's Amelie, nice chocolat. charming little romp. Yeah, chocolat. <laughs> and, and then oh, oh, the first thing we see, Raper Man. Yeah. Well, the the first thing I thought was why, like after the rape happened, is why isn't she calling the cops? And then I remembered you need to wait ten, maybe fifteen years to see your rapist become I don't know, maybe a Supreme Court nominee or Kevin Spacey. Oh, he went there. <laughs> <laughs> well, yes. yeah. So you're saying that. You know she's got a she's got a plan. That women are schemers is what you're saying. You're saying the schemers, you know. But you you do find out later on that that she has had a, because of the whole backstory of her father being a mass murderer and she mm. sort of being implicated as sort of an accessory, being a ten year old girl. Mm. Um, I don't know because she helped burn the house down or something. 
But, mm. you know, that she doesn't trust police and she doesn't want to get, get the media involved or blah, blah, blah. So then it kind of makes a bit more sense. Yeah, but do you think that the, this is the only question, a major question I have. Do you think that the mass murderer uh, thread is, is, is a bit much? Does it, does it make this her story too neat or too particular? Because, you know, I don't know, like we shouldn't compare apples and oranges, but Huppert is in another transgressive movie called The Piano Teacher, which we will, will definitely watch. Yes. It's a good film. It's a great film. So we're going to watch. Well, that's Michael Haneke, and I, we're definitely going to be doing him. So don't don't you worry about that, dear listener. But <laughs> uh, you know, I just wondered if because the piano teacher doesn't need no mass murderer backstory. No. And so, mm. and she does a lot of the same shit in this. Like she's she's sort of mischievous. Yeah. You know, yeah. fucking people I, shit up. It is kind of a bit much. Like, you know, she's the CEO, software developer. Like she's just got this mad family, and and her dad was like, you know, French yeah. Jeffrey Dahmer, you know. I wondered if There's it was too pa- particular. Yeah, but 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 also I, I I don't feel as though they, I don't know. I just feel like they didn't spend enough time on the mass murderer stuff. Like that that could almost be cut off and turned into a different film or something, you know. Mm. And then you've got the other question of I suppose. And look, the film's filled with ambiguity, and that's great, and that's the point. We complain when we don't have enough of it. Uh, so I guess you have to ask the question, was she more involved in the, right. the killings than we know about? Yeah. yeah. But, I, yeah, I feel like that that wasn't... Maybe that could have been hinted at a bit more. Like, it'd be a bit more exciting to have something at the end that was like, ooh, maybe she was a bit more involved. I don't mm. know. Well, yes. yeah. I thought it was kind of going that way with the the boiler room. Oh, when yeah, they were talking they go down... about the boiler scene and then... And then yeah. when the flashing to the um, the fire with the big logs, that's what oh, he yes. used. What, wasn't that a, wasn't that a weird scene? Like like when, because they you know she's found out he's the rapist. They're kind of having this weird relationship, and then he's you know she 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 remarks that the the floor is nice and warm, and he's like, oh, it's because mm. the boiler I installed, and and then he's like, do you want to see do you want to see the boiler room? It's downstairs, yeah. and she's well, like, yeah, sure. I mean, they weren't really talking about the boiler room, Ricky. They were talking about... <laughs> Getting away from the stupid son. You know, they were saying, he was saying, I want to take you to the depths, you know. Because <laughs> that's where Freddie lives, in a boiler room, really. So it's, they've, got, they've, got a, they've got a reputation for being... It's hellish as well. There was like this red mm. gel on when they were down there. So it was meant to look like they were, they were in the depths of hell, sort of. Mm. And she willingly went down there. Now, I, I have a few questions. Does Michelle have autism? Is it <laughs> offensive to ask that? I don't know. Um, you can't ask her to her face. Yeah. You do, do what people <laughs> normally do, which is you just sort of do ellipses. You just go, you just go, oh, you go, Gary, is he? And then the other per- And the other person just goes, yeah, 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 I think so, I think so. Or, or they do, or that code, AJ, you must have come across this one where people go, Oh, yeah, so-and-so, um, I think they get a bit overwhelmed and then you go, oh, oh, yeah. Or they go, oh, they kind of, you know, just have trouble reading the room. <laughs> they don't like loud noises. <laughs> and you go, all right, can we just say he's autistic? Can we just say he's autistic? So, Well, she definitely has some weird kind of vibes going on. It's French as well, though. Well, the director says that she's authentic, not autistic. That's how oh. he describes her. 
Right. Everything well, about her is like, very authentic. He would say that. Mm. <laughs> is that what neurodiverse <laughs> people are going to say from now on? They're going to say, no, no, I'm, I'm just authentic. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so the neighbour who turns out to be the rapist, he fights off a prowler. Was the prowler fake or was he making that shit up? Babe. <laughs> he made that shit up. <laughs> okay, good. That never happened. Where, <laughs> But why, why does he even need to do that, though? Oh, see, to throw you, her off. Because he's a he's a dastardly rapist, and like like he's he's thinking next level. He's gaslighting. Yeah, he's throwing her well. off. That's, that's the only one thing he did, though. No, because well, no, he's he, he hmm. no, because someone else independently saw the person, didn't they? Or is that him only? No, that was. Him, I, yeah. I thought the wife said something too, like. Oh, but so he, he probably reported it. He yeah. probably said to the wife, he oh, I saw someone. Wife. Well, maybe. But it sounded like the wife saw the prowler too. So it's like, but can't the, fight yourself the, off. But wife the wife was in on it. That's the brilliant thing. That's oh, my yeah. favourite part. That's my favourite yeah. part. Yeah. She Mine says, too. she goes, yeah. he was the final lines. It was like he, he was, um, you know, he was tormented, but you gave him what he needed for a while. And I was like, wow. jeez. Yeah. It was amazing. A lesser mm. film wouldn't have that line. But then like, they should have I can ended think of, it there. But an Ashley Judd thriller wouldn't have had <laughs> that line, you know? No, they would have well, said, wouldn't have had any this was this. a double jeopardy. That would yes, be the that's final right. line. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's what I'm thinking I, of. I want to know where all the prowlers went. Is prowling still a thing? Like, I feel like that term got thrown around a lot more when we were growing up, you know? Mm. Like, maybe maybe Netflix is occupying all these prowlers now, you know? They're just at home. <laughs> so you're saying Bing, that we binging. don't we don't have a pr- as much of a prowler problem? Yeah, or or maybe we never did, but I don't know. I just felt like I don't know. I felt like it was a thing. People it's a charming word. Prowlers. It's a charming word. Like yes. like like. Well, no, because it prowler doesn't it doesn't suggest what they're out for. Like like oh prowler like you know sort of it's sort of a bit like being a cat burglar, mm. you know like like you're not sure what they're up to. Like it's different than. He was a rapist. Oh, a you know, stalker. like like yeah. a stalker, a rapist, a killer, a, a, a mugger, mm. like that. That, yeah. that, that that you get what it says on the tin with all that. Like basically just everything out prowling. No, but everything in the New York subway right right now. I, I by the way, everyone, I'm not talking about 1972. I'm talking about <laughs> I'm talking about the guys you see with hatchets in McDonald's, pushing people in front of trains. Yeah. Yes. Mm. Yeah, prowlers. What happened? Yeah, I don't know. Oh uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Where where are they? All? If you're a prowler, if you're a prowler, just... <laughs> email in. Email in and tell us what the vote is. Or just prowl in his house. Just do some prowling and, and get him excited again. Make, <laughs> yeah. make prowling great again. <laughs> now, where do you find these older women who are down to pound? Is is there an app for this? I'm just asking for a friend. Each question's worse than the next. <laughs> Seriously, <laughs> she's so sexy. But oh, it's about your bear. But yeah. the Ugh. but the mum as well is like totally down for it. Like, yes. Oh yeah. With the toy yes. boys. Well, she, and, it's a you know. youth thing, right? She's just trying to be youthful. It's a vein. I guess so. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know, but um, French but, thing. But, but Isabel Huppert is lusted after by everyone in this movie. Like everyone at her work. They're all like intrigued by her and um, like her ex-husband, he still wants to, to nail her. Mm. That bald guy, Richard, 
He's just mm. yeah. Well, she's whacking him off into a, into a bin. Yeah. Yeah. Her best yeah. friend wants to fuck her. So everyone's getting. Oh her. yeah, I forgot about that. There's a bit of lesbian friends going on. Yeah. She wants to be more than friends. I've got I've got two more questions. Okay. okay. So. Uh, okay. When is the best time to tell You're your ex husband? <laughs> yeah. Okay. I'll I'll tread I'll tread lightly. When is the best time to tell your ex husband? your best friend and her husband, who you're fucking on the side, by the way, when is the best time to tell them you've been raped? O- over dinner and champagne? <laughs> well, before the champagne. Is that the best time? They, they were going to hold off on the champagne for at least a Oh, yeah, the guy goes, yeah, don't, don't, yeah. don't, oh, don't yeah, pop hold it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Maybe after we get more details. I don't know. I, I thought, I, I felt like um, some of these things, they had an, an air of mm. truth about them. A ring of truth. There's something, because because what do you do? You can't mm. have a big breakdown, or you know, like it's just if you're shell shocked, you just you just be like, I don't know what to and do. And they know like, her you know? too. Mm. That that's how she would react throughout the movie. Yes, like, yeah, soldiering not, on. Yeah. I believe is what mm. they said. Yeah, but do you think their reaction was a little bit kind of lukewarm? They were just like. Obviously, they were saying, "Oh, that's terrible, bad news." Like, have you been to the police or whatever? But then it was just like, "Yeah, they could have given us some more." Yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah, I feel like they could have given us some more. With what she's putting out, I guess they were just going off vibes. Yeah, I guess mm. so. Now, AJ, a, hypoth- a hypothetical for you: so you're getting violently raped in the middle of the day in the comfort of your own mm. home. Do you think to check out whether your rapist is circumcised or not? Does that cross your mind? <laughs> It does not. <laughs> no. Well, the thing about the circumcised thing, like I thought about this during that scene. I was like, well, the horrible question is I'm like, oh, like because she didn't really look down or That's anything. That's exactly so right. Like, yeah. Can you tell? No, you can't tell. Okay. Well, we've asked and answered. Good. <laughs> Maybe she's just got like a exceptionally sensitive. Well, I said she's got a tight cunt. Okay. You leave it there. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> I Didn't believe they? the quote was something like, you know, she said, she said, would you say I'm tight for a woman my age? <laughs> there was a lot of horrible things like that. Like, like, um, I mean, you know, he's a raper man, so of course he's going to do all sorts of stuff. But like, think about it. He did like, yeah, the dirty texts. Yeah. Like mm. really specific stuff like about, yeah, how tight you are. That's mad shit. And then, <laughs> um, and then whacking off on her bed. Yeah. As well. With the cheese everywhere. Yeah. It was weird that he didn't question anything about that. He just flipped. His, he just got his dick out and then put it back in. And then he yeah, asked the about the ten guy. grand. And he's like, "Am I still getting my yeah. ten grand?" Yes. Yeah, he's not getting a ten grand. No, he's not getting it. What did you no. think about Silly that question? Kurt liking crushing. I've heard about that. That guys like. Uh, yeah. Crushing of bugs. With, yeah. Oh yes. With their feet. Oh. That is gross. Yeah. That is gross. People are into it, yeah. They like the sense. Well, the movie was grimy, but it wasn't too grimy. It wasn't Gaspar Noé. Yeah. There was so much storylines. I feel like I didn't get overly caught up with the rapes. (laughs) (laughs) So what you're saying is you didn't let the rape um, get you down. I thought it was a great movie. Yeah. It didn't let the rape get me down. Mm. Well, I was thinking that um, is, is this film a black comedy? Because there, there are a number of situations and scenes that are just really, really funny. Like, 
the baby birth scene. <laughs> okay. So, so the son is a total cuck. He's working at mm. like a, a French McDonald's, a French equivalent of McDonald's. And he's got a girlfriend who is pregnant and she is a total psycho bitch cunt. Mm. And so, and they, you know, and hot too as well. And probably dynamite in the sack. But so she has the baby and there's this scene in the hospital where, the, you know, the baby's presented to everyone and it's black. And there's the son with his best friend who is black, who is grinning like fuck next to him. A big fucking grin on his face. And you're like, oh my God, that guy is the father, you know. If it, was, then, in, if it was in an American movie, um, that would be the end. Of everyone mm. who was who was involved with this movie, <laughs> it was so good. Yes, and then so that's funny, and then you have this amazingly shitty Christmas dinner, <laughs> where, I mean, ch- check out this for a list of guests. Right, you've got your cuckolded son and his insane bitch of a girlfriend, your ex-husband and his new younger and hotter yoga instructor girlfriend, she your best friend. Yeah, she was. Your best friend, who is also your business partner, and her husband, who you're having an affair with. Your ancient mother and her 20-something boy toy, Ralph, who announces her engagement to said boy toy at this party. Then you have your new neighbors, a couple, one of which is your secret rapist, and the other is a super Christian who insists on saying grace and watching the midnight mass. <laughs> I mean, fucking hell, like that is the dinner party from hell. It was great. She loved it. I thought she it had, was great. She handled it quite well. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> she did. She loved it. <laughs> yes, everyone is. Everyone did have um, something going on. Yeah, t- what a mess! What a total mm. mess! But she was yeah. But she was into it because she she used the opportunity to flirt, openly flirt with Patrick, the, the neighbour. Mm. She was she using her foot to whack him off under the table mm. in mm. front of Robert. Classic. Robert Classic. didn't like it. No could smell that something was going down well i think isabel huper is totally fearless and um so i think she's the standout in this movie obviously for sure yeah i think it's only it's only happening because of her and i think it's time to call out the top line actresses of hollywood particularly the ones that were asked to do this movie Mm. nicole kidman and you know all the biggest ones um, they, these are the roles that are once-in-a-lifetime opportunities, you know? And Huppert just does them like it's Tuesday. She just goes, yeah, okay, I'll just do another one. Well, she signed mm. on and then they translated the script, went to the States and tried to make it in America, couldn't make it in America, so had to go back and ask her wow. again to be in it. Well, <laughs> But all this moaning about representation and wanting decent characters and decent parts, well, ladies, there it was, you know, the golden opportunity to show that you can act and you mm. didn't show up. And uh, and Verhoeven's got a great line where he says something like, "I hope all those, I, ho- I hope they all, all those women um, watch the movie." Mm. Yeah. Well, well, I have a quote from uh, Verhoeven here. So he told the Guardian that he reckoned the only American actress who would have been willing to play it was Jennifer Jason Lee, oh, yes. And he said she would have had absolutely no problem. She's extremely audacious, uh, but an artistic presence. And uh, we were looking for names, he said, for Hoven's inability to convince a major American actress to play the part left him frustrated. As he later explained, I agree that there are not many female parts, certainly not in American cinema. It's weird that when there is one, 
they lack the audacity to be controversial. I hope all these actresses see the movie. I hope they do too. And um, what what do they want though? Like like you know we'll get into this uh, this review. There's a fantastic review which we'll talk about later. But what do these actresses want? You know, I mean, what do they want to play? Do they want to play Princess Diana? Do they want to play a savior character? Do they want to play what do they don't want to be wives and girlfriends, which is fair enough. Nobody just wants to be wives and girlfriends. But but what do you what do you want to play? Like do, you know, how many of them really want to be Eileen Wernos in Monster, mm-hmm. which we I bring up all the time, or you know, uh, to make themselves ugly or nasty or or or, or um, I don't know, damnable. Mm. How many of them want to do that? Or if they do, they they want to be hot. They want to look hot doing it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know. What's what's that Natalie Portman film? It's like a sci-fi film where she, uh, it's like an all-female squad, and they're all like they're like commandos. I, I feel like that is what they. Oh, want. the uh, yes. Oh God, what's that one called? It's, um, it's awful. Done by the Twenty Eight Days guy. Um, oh. Alex Garland did it. Yeah. yeah. So it's like. Um, Sound shit. Girls, girls kicking butt. You know, Not annihilation. Which I, I yes, haven't yes. haven't seen, but I've I never know. even heard of it. It's awful. Is that the one she made here? She made that in Australia. Uh, I don't think so. I'm not sure. It's a Netflix one, and it's got like um, I think Oscar Isaac's in it. Anyway, it looks like it's about kicking butt. So it is. Yeah. Yeah, I don't care for that. Kicking butt. But uh, I'm going to jump ahead to one piece of trivia that I had because it's related. Nicole Kidman expressed in a Vogue interview that had she been offered the role of Michelle, she would have accepted it. However, Paul Verhoeven has previously stated that she was the first actress he approached to play the part. So who's telling the truth here, you know? I think Nicole should have jumped on board. Well, he's desperate to make this movie. I think I'm I'm going to go out there. I'm going to go out on a limb and say I think he, by virtue of the fact that he's a director and the kind of director he is, I think he works um, a thousand times harder uh, at every stage of the production than Nicole Kidman ever has in her life. As much as I enjoy her performances, um, she's got a lot of free time, is what what I'm saying. This motherfucker's got no free time. And uh, in fact, he's got projects you ain't never heard about because he's been working on them for years and they never got up. So he's on the hustle. He would have been uh, begging and pleading for people like for someone like her, I can totally believe him asking her uh, or her agent or whatever, and, and not getting a response. Absolutely, yeah. I'm really glad that didn't happen. Well, she's capable of of and that and and when was it? 2016. Her face is weird, but but she did Birth, which is a great movie. That's a really great movie. Um, uh, that's done by the Under the Skin guy. Oh. Ah. So actually, we should watch that Birth. Got to okay. remember that. So I so I got nothing against Nicole really, but you know, you know, this is just part of that to to that point I was making of, you know, I don't know. Um, women have been compl- particularly actors have been complaining about bad parts forever, hmm. and and then you know here comes one and it's like oh too controversial. It's like yeah, but like, you know, what's the what do you want? Like, what do you want? It, what do you do? You just want to do? Yeah, I don't know. Play the fairy queen in Midsummer Night's Dream. Again, but it wasn't even bullshit that her being the top of the gamer, the gamer world, or whatever. Like that wasn't mm. even that could have been such a throwaway bullshit part. But I believe that she was the head of that company. I was there <laughs> yeah, with so her, did I. and it yes. wasn't fucking girl power. You got this because of 
some bullshit reason. I, she's, I she was, believed they, it. They, I loved they, it. They, they were... Um, they realistically portrayed uh, people working on a project. Yeah. Yeah. It was crazy. And trying to get the project out, <laughs> like, you know? Yeah. Like... Like yeah. it was very, it was it, actually the whole video game thing was very real. Like, yeah. I, you know, when you watch a movie where they come up with something like that and the game or whatever is so shit or so um, just, you know, it's just written by people who don't get it and you go, mm. oh God. Mm. Like, but this just seemed totally legit to me. Yeah. Well, it's, it, it the game in the film is an actual game. Right. What a wicked game. So uh, it's called Sticks Master of Shadows, and it was released uh, in October 2014. Right. Is there really people getting dogged with tentacles? I it? I don't know. I haven't. I I sent you guys the trailer, but you probably didn't have time to watch it. But there's no there's no people <laughs> getting slammed in that. There's no hint that that's what you know. But it probably is would going happen. <laughs> I remember when I was born in a dried up lake bed. It was a big, dead tree. Dozens of my kind crawling around like rats. But I wasn't like them. I was a rat of another kind. My vision blurred. I don't know what happened before that. I could remember only one thing. A name. Sticks. It was the only thing I could think of. Often dream of this place at night. Well, it's more like a nightmare. I see myself, and I am everywhere. See, I'm not a gamer. I, I don't really know, and I haven't done the research. But but there must be sexy games out there where you nail people. No, but people go crazy. Like, like that's a there's a whole big thing about like you know you're not allowed to. It's mainly violence that you're allowed to do. It's like in Grand Theft Auto, you can kill as many people as you want, but when you when there's something to do with the hookers or whatever, then that's like the worst thing in the world. You know? So anyway, I don't know where I was going with that. Well, uh, look, I think it might be that time. It's Keeper or Creeper, AJ. Um, just a couple tonight. Look, we don't. I think a good contrast. You know, like like it's really, it's really quite clear. You know, left or right decision. I mean, uh, it could be. A, look, I I still can't believe last week I blew the the, the keeper sweep. You know, so I've got to try and got to try and I don't know, like broaden out a bit. But anyway. Tonight, um, they are very, quite diverse. So we've got Jonas Bloquet uh, as Vincent. That's uh, Michelle's son. So a bit of a younger dude. Mm. Younger energy, you know, excited. I think he might be in his 20s. Um, started a new career recently. Um, <laughs> and staff discounts are coming your way if you want them. It's true. Sundays, so free Sundays are coming my way. Sundays... Who knows? Burger, chips, whatever. <laughs> um, anyway, he's a, overall he's easygoing, and um, like some of the other guys we've encountered before, this guy he really wants you to, just you to be happy. So mm. 
That's his main deal. Just wants you to be happy. And if you happen to, you know, I don't know, backslide and have, you know, someone else's baby, <laughs> I think he'd happily step up to the plate. <laughs> <laughs> no know, questions asked. But no questions asked. So, um, and look, I think just overall, the main thing to keep in mind with him, emotional sort of guy. So, mm. I, you know, that's that's where he, he's definitely emotional. Well, you've met Frank, uh, so that's part of the course. <laughs> yeah. So, there you go. So, that's Vincent. And in sharp contrast, we have Laurent Lafitte as Patrick. This is Michelle's neighbour. So, fit... Um, somewhat swarthy in appearance. So, they, so they've got a quite a contrasting look. Vincent's sort of fair, mm. um, and you know, whereas you know, uh, Patrick's definitely got a, dark, got a darker appearance, black hair. He's got a pretty serious job in finance. Mm. Um, so you know, I mean, but it's a bit dry. But that's you know, that's what he does. Snappy again, snappy dresser. I I, I thought he was put put, put together. You know, um. Air of competence, capable. Mm, yes. You know, capable man. Studies martial arts as well. That means he's disciplined. Probably mm. listens to Joe Rogan, I would have thought. Mm. <laughs> yes. Um, <laughs> assertive, assertive. Mm. Um, Goal oriented as that's well. True. So Yeah, that's true. Knows what he likes. I'm saying, <laughs> oh, well, I'm saying he wants something, he's going to reach out and grab it. <laughs> All right. And uh, just finishing up. Maybe maybe a bit demanding in the bedroom. No big deal. It's just I just thought I had to just got to mention that off the cuff. You know, <laughs> might be. I don't know. He hasn't told me what what it is, but just maybe. Yeah, think, I'm sure it's nothing too bad. Anyway, uh, that's Patrick. So Ooh. we've got a good, nice contrast here. Vincent and Patrick. Vincent, Patrick. Vincent. They're both very good looking. Vincent's a little bitch though. Absolute mm. bitch punk bitch how much did he do have to do how much did he had, like how many punk bitch moves did he have to make before you were like no oh from as soon as i saw him punk bitch. <laughs> <laughs> okay so it wasn't well, next to none yeah just one whereas <laughs> patrick you're right competent knew mm. how to handle himself is a dirty raper so i'm gonna mm. have to say creeper sweet Creeper sweep. Well, <laughs> it's all right. Not well, very surprising. Handsome. No, though. no. Yeah, I'm always interested to hear what's good looking. I, as I've said, I, I have, I have no idea what any do. woman in the world thinks is is good. No, because with guys, no. we we say shit like, "Oh, Bruce Willis is hot," yeah. and he's not, <laughs> though, no. is he? No, he's not. So, <laughs> so we say that because he's wicked. Like, yeah. you know, like I would say, uh, you know, only obvious, but the guys I think are hot are sort of lefemmes because I'm into chicks. So, so I go, oh, that Jared Leto, he's pretty hot, eh, Jared Leto? Okay. Because Jared Leto, if you, if he did, if he tucked and just grew his hair out, you could pass and then yeah, we'd have true. a good time. So, um, <laughs> so I, I, it's rare that I go, oh, like, you know, that guy. Again, and Ryan Gosling, he's a bit of a lefemme too. Like, he's got that sort of. You know, when he shaves. Yeah. yeah. Gosling's you know. hot, though. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. Like, I don't, But when these guys, I'm like, really? I don't know. For now, I know. Where did you get the love? 
right. Well, I, I already blew several of my uh, trivia points for you guys, but I have a couple more. So this was the official submission uh, of the... Uh, it's the official French submission for the Best Foreign Language Film category in the 89th Academy Awards in 2017, and it wasn't nominated. Uh, Isabel Huppert was 63 when she made this movie. <laughs> That's crazy. Oh. She yeah. looks so good. Yeah. So good, so strong. French women age well. Hmm. So, when you first saw Michelle's cat, did you think he was going to get killed? No. Oh, there's pretty pretty hard and fast rules about that stuff. Like, it, like only only if you're killing the cat, then you're making a statement. Well, the cat was killed, but the scene didn't make it into the final cut of the film, and this explains why the animal does not return in the movie. Oh. So just you don't see it yeah. anymore. Yeah, well, there you go. Like, and that sucks. Like, like you know, I'll never be able to unsee that. But like, mm. it's yeah, you can't kill a cat. But that kind of makes sense though, because everyone's dying. Yeah, but as, you know, it's a different rules. Like, you lose the audience. People, honestly. They 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 care way more about animals than they yeah, do 100%. about humans. But uh, yeah, so Verhoeven thought that there were enough deaths in the film already, so mm. decided to uh, leave that on the cutting room floor. Mm-hmm. And uh, that is my trivia. Well, that's enough. So um, <laughs> cause we, we've got a we've got a big. Uh, well, actually, I got one little one before that. Like, did did you read that he? Because he used to speak French. Because obviously he's he's Dutch, right? Yeah. So he he said he used to speak French not very well when he was younger and then his English is like quite, you know, much better. And then especially for this movie, he went to a, like a polytechnic or whatever and and like learned French again. Yeah. Oh, wow. That's crazy. That, yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. Well, that shows sort of the, the, the amount of work and dedication that, that filmmakers like this put, put into mm. the craft, you know. He probably did that, like, did that, and then they sent it to America, and then, yeah. to, you know what I mean? Like, brush up again, like, you know that's what would happen. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Awful. And what was Nicole Kidman doing, you know? Just get putting on another funny funny nose and... Just when, getting more you know, work done. Like, more work done, yeah. Uh, if I was you, I'd wanna be me too. I'd wanna be me too. I'd wanna be me well, look, we've got a big Me Too meter tonight, a special edition, so, but, uh, so we'll have to get into it before, uh, before too long. First things first, heavens to Bechtel. This is our Bechtel test. So remember, everyone, the Bechtel test is an informal way to evaluate bias against women in films and other media. Uh, and it's said to pass the Bechtel test if, if it has two named women who talk to each other about something other than a man. Okay, that's three points. So we've got Michelle and Anna. Um, so they're friends and they talk about, um, Michelle's stalker and they also have a lesbian dalliance. So Mm. fail. Mm. But also there is a scene where Michelle is talking to one of the midwives outside of the hospital and she (laughs) talks about how... And a woman of color too. Yeah. Mm. How her friend, like they were both giving birth like at the same time almost. Yeah, but her friends. Her friends' baby was still born. So, well, that's a nice scene. I think that scene is that probably. But they are talking about 
her male son mm. who she let her friend be- breastfeed. So it's the there's the man again. They're talking about the man. Mm. They should be, she should say to the nurse, hey, do you want to, I'm starting a side hustle. It's this app that I'm building uh, where we make couture clothes for, I don't know, some lesbian trans collective. <laughs> and then the, she goes, yeah, I'm in. And then, then um, that would be the same, better scene. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Is what I'm guessing. So, so anyway, fails the, fails the Bechtel test. Fails the Bechtel test, uh, unfortunately. Now, uh, this is a special edition of of the Me Too Meter because, you know, you know, I like to write my own charges, but you sent me a review that, <laughs> honest to God, is better than anything I could have ever written. Um, it's sort of like a parody of <laughs> of um, a review. It's that good. So, I mean, we're going to go through this thing, as much of it as we can. Let's just get into it. So, uh, this is from um, theguardian.com, okay? Headline, Rape Fantasy L isn't a five-star masterpiece. It's sick. This is by someone called um, Bidishta. So, uh, here we go. Rape apologists... Do you like cinema? Have you always suspected women secretly want to be stalked, brutalized and raped, and that the biggest woman haters on the planet are not men, but women themselves? Then brace yourselves for a celluloid treat. Ricky, again, was nodding all the way through that. Um, (laughs) The film Elle opened in the UK two weeks ago and has received rapturous praise, trailing five-star reviews and an Oscar nomination for its star, Isabel Huppert, who is, quote, utterly arresting, Peter Bradshaw in The Guardian. Oh, wow, she's slamming her own guy. Exhilarating, uh, bottom, bottomlessly uh, impressive uh, by Robin, Robbie Colin. In the, she's doing name checks on all these people for a reason. And has an, astonish, an astonishing, almost terrifying talent, A.O. Scott in The New York Times. Uh, Huppert is all of those things, and Elle gives her a lot to do and say alongside an excellent cast working with a dynamic script. I don't know what that means. I, when people say dynamic script, I never know what that means. I'm sorry. Mm. I don't, you know what I mean? That is yeah. that is such a stock phrase. Mm. So mm. It, it's pointless. Um, but that is separate from the toxicity of the film's gender politics. Indeed, the praise from an overwhelmingly male critical establishment shows how entrenched and unquestioned rape culture is. The film is described as controversial, uh, but there is nothing controversial about men turning rape into an ambiguous act in which female victims are portrayed as duplicitous, untrustworthy and perverse. It happens in courtrooms and companies, house parties and political parties, corporate workplaces and film companies. L is no different. So maybe we'll hold there for a sec. Um, Amber Heard, anyone? Amber Heard? (laughs) There you go. She's absolutely... But what do you think of this conflation here? In in a film review, we're saying That's that right. it happens in courtrooms, companies, house yes. parties, political parties, corporate workplaces, and, fil- and film companies. Mm. Like she's, so, so she's you, saying everywhere, just just everywhere. Yeah. Um, so we 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 are out of sort of film criticism now, and we're we're into something else. This is something else. Mm. Um, this is what they call a talking to. Mm. And maybe we need it. So, 
In this uh, rape revenge comedy, the central character Michelle, played by Hubert, does not seek revenge against her rapist. Quite the opposite. She tries to escalate her connection to the attacker once she finds out who he is. And there's no comedy in watching a brilliant performer act out demeaning situations created by men. And here we go, Colin. Philip Dijon, who wrote the original novel. Oh, Harold Manning, who did the French story adaptation. adaptation sorry, Saeed Ben Saeed and Michel Mecht, who produced the film. David Burke, who wrote the screenplay. And Paul Verhoeven, who directed the film. It's like the media shit list. You know, she's it like is, yeah. she's she's saying that this is this, these men um, don't don't uh, don't know what they're doing. Um, Verhoeven has spoken about how hard it was getting the film made because no U.S. actors would take on the lead role. Perhaps they were galled and insulted to read a script bubbling over with facetious spec- speculation about a rape survivor survivor's psyche. Perhaps they have disdain for a previous film of Verhoeven's, Showgirls, where the camera lingers greedily over the brutal rape of a club dancer. It's like they'll drive by a Showgirls there. <laughs> I know. I love you know? that. Lingers greedily. Greedily. Um, this is a fascinating point. Um, so the idea that she's she's named all these men and she said basically stay in your lane, you don't get it, and 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 you know being very emotive here and saying they don't understand a rape survivor. This word survivor is used a lot as well. Rape survivor's psyche. Um, I have a question. So if a woman directs, yeah, The Hurt Locker or something, or a woman like you know directs Saving Private Ryan two or whatever, and she shows you know men dying in on the beaches or men getting stabbed and shot and whatever. Is that the same? Like, is it the same? Are we, are we dredging up the same outrage for that? Like, is it in that situation? Do you say, wow, oh, wow, you don't get it. Catherine Bigelow, you just don't get it. You don't get out. You don't understand the plight of, of the, you know, the, the, you know, the mainly the men who died in those wars. Like, is this, is this a, is this a zero sum game? Like, or is this something different? There's definitely a case to be argued there, but it, it's not, and people, uh, you know, people don't wouldn't wouldn't make that that observation. Mm. I think that'd be interesting if um, that movie had received five star reviews or hadn't, as to if if the oh, pylon, so if it was good or not. Yeah, like this was a good movie. This did really mm. well, and yeah. this person's jumping on. Whereas, yeah, I, I wonder if that would have something to do with it. Yeah, mm. so if this was like a B-grade exploitation film, yeah. it wouldn't even rate a mention. No. That's a good point. But I'm always looking for the rule, though, you know. So if the rule is stay in your lane, who's in the lane? But that's what I mean. But they rewrite their rules. So if it, if it did yes. really well, then maybe. If it didn't do well, then jump on. The, the the other thing there though, like men dying in war and and women getting raped, like I and I could be wrong here, so someone could set me straight. But sometimes I feel like women view rape as being worse than murder. Yes. You know, so so someone could get get murdered on the battlefield horribly, in like shot in the neck or something, or maybe it's down to hand to hand combat and a guy gets stabbed with a bayonet or something, and then a woman gets raped, and the rape is worse. I don't know. What, 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 am I right, AJ? Is that? Um, I think it's just because they're portrayed differently. Like we see a lot of man on man violence. We see a lot of violence like that. So if you go and watch Saving Private Ryan, that that beach scene is horrific. But if you watch Jodie Foster and the Accused, it's also pretty awful. <laughs> but mm. like it, 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 I think it depends. We're so used to seeing 
men-on-men violence that I think we've grown used to it. Yeah, we're just desensitized. Uh, and the, like the scene that she was, uh, that that person was talking about in Showgirls was confronting because it was out of nowhere. That yeah. was quite confronting. Yeah. yeah. I don't like, yeah, I don't like that scene. I think it's, uh, and I don't think it's, I could do without it. In but it was Showgirls. a great scene. But you're taking it, like, yeah, you're well, taking it back though. Yes. Well, moving on. So with its beautiful interiors, clothes, Great clothes and Ooh. virtually all white cast. L has the same capital M, capital M misogyny, the lifestyle edit vibe as Tom Ford's Nocturnal Animals. Great film. Uh, another highly praised piece of work in which the women are mocked, stripped, raped, humiliated, betrayed, or murdered. But L goes further, ascribing to women a, misog- a masochistic pathology that somehow excuses the abuse that men choose to perpetrate. Despite Michelle's ex having beaten her, she tells him we should still be together because that never happens. Uh, in uh, that was me who added that last bit. Uh, in L, the ferocious. Well, just a just a little mention of of her saying um, the all white cast. That's that is great. That's that. See, I couldn't mm. have written. I couldn't have come up with that. Mm. That's that's a, a detail that in that's a that's a drive by that's just like saying oh and it's and it's white mm. supremacist as well. Yep. Mm. Yep. That's nice. In L, the ferocious hatred behind men's sexual violence is nothing compared to women's masochism, misogyny, venality, and irrationality. Men's brutality is presented as uncomplicated, even attractively virile, while men w- women are apologists for it. Mm. Yeah, I think it's weird though that that sentence. Um, I guess we're on on different sides of the spectrum here. I read that sentence and I say, "And isn't that interesting?" Yeah. Like I, I don't think the film is making a comment about all women. I think it's making a comment about uh, a particular woman. And um, <laughs> yeah, because not all women have uh, a video game uh, <laughs> moguls yes, yeah, and uh, yeah. have all of these things. So maybe what we said earlier about her being particular is actually good in this case. Hundred percent. Yeah. She's fascinating as a character. That's right. And um, again, it's it's these it, here it's not conflation, here it's generalization. So mm. it's the broadening out of terms. It's uh, it's using the one to represent the many. Sometimes that's interesting. Sometimes this is it's a character. And so here mm. we've got in L the ferocious hatred behind men's sexual violence. You go, well, you'd say Patrick's and and yeah, and Richard's violence um they're different. Like maybe it's the conflation there as well because Richard smacking her once, although abhorrent as that is to, you know, you and I, um, that's in a different league to what Patrick does. And even what Vincent does. Yes. Vincent's a good, hothead good. too. He is. That's right. He is. Yeah. So we're presented with different different types of, of violence, different shades of violence, mm. you know. It's, um, it's levels, Jerry. It's levels. That's right. That's right. <laughs> So Elle, Elle opens with Michelle being viciously beaten and raped in her Paris home. There are some moments of psychological truthfulness. Michelle's numbness in the immediate aftermath of the attack, which leads her friends to think she is bravely soldiering on. Her aversion to, to and cynicism about going to the police. The flashbacks are uh, and brief fantasy of having fought back. The impulse to buy mace uh, and an axe and enroll in a gun range. And most correct and chilling of all, the fact that the male perpetrators in this film are functional. Outwardly nice guys, friends, colleagues, and family men. See, ladies, I've told you this every time. How many Me Too meters have I told you that what men are thinking is, how can I be rape a man to you? That's what they're All of them. All of them. You know what? I, you know, this is going to be controversial, but 
you know, good good people do bad things, bad people do good things. Like it's not as black and white as that, you know. That's right. Yeah, and that's why it's certainly in film. To hmm. to to maybe to maybe bring up an extreme example. Oh God! <laughs> don't bring up, don't bring up Hitler. Don't bring up Hitler. No, no, this is not Hitler. The the Claremont killer, the serial killer from Perth, WA. We were growing up. Three women got got abducted hmm. and murdered. You didn't hear from that guy for like twenty, thirty years afterwards. You know why? He got married. He had kids. He stopped. He stopped being a. And that's common in serial killers. So, and I'm not. I'm not saying that guy's a nice guy. I'm not saying he's a good guy. I'm You're a nice guy. <laughs> I'm fucking serious. You're a nice guy. You're a nice guy. <laughs> I'm not saying anything about it, but I'm just saying it's more. It's more complicated than that, you know. Like, and I'm sure. I'm sure his wife of however many decades probably didn't know anything but this is what the you know liliana cavini in the night of the night porter was saying about her characters you know the the girl who the underage girl who falls in love with the 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 nazi Mm. at the camp you know she was Mm. just she was and 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 last one she is the same they're thinking like us they're thinking oh the human nature is so is dazzling in its profundity in in its in its breadth in its depths and you know, I just can't, I can't fit, I can't fit it all in my brain, you know, the human, human nature. It's so strange the way people behave. And, and um, what comes across in these, these, these reviews is just what um, fucking literal minded bores these people are. Uh, mm. This is such a lack of, crea- of, crea- of creative thinking. I think you need to be not just a critical thinker, you need to be a creative thinker. You need to be able to creatively engage with stories and go, and make your own and make connections that aren't that aren't obvious and well none of these are, um, are particularly obvious really but but it's all quite boring so uh but then it gets really gonzo she says uh, like full-on sexploitation shtick uh when the rapists a uh, rapist attacks again michelle fights back unmasks him and it's lust uh, at first sight her terror turns to rapture. The fear in her eyes becomes a smaller interest. In L, abusive men are predicted, depicted as the real victims of women's demented caprices, while women are portrayed as complicit in their own abuse, as wanting it, engineering it, deliberately provoking it. The whole ridiculous situation is unbearable, says Michelle at some point accurately. I, I, I dispute this. Like, I, I mean, maybe I, I missed it, but I, I didn't really see her terror turn into rapture the way she's saying it, you know. And it was I also quite nuanced, wasn't it? Yeah, and and I also don't see that that abusive men are depicted as the real victims of women's demented. Uh, what does she say? Uh, caprices. I. I mean, Vincent's getting punked. Oh, well, he is. He's getting punished, but he's yeah. a punk bitch. Like, well, yeah. and he, that's he, right. he, you know, and the ex-husband is it, too. It, it, he's a punk bitch yes. too. The chick breaks yes. up with him, and she has to throw him a bone with the video game. Yeah, but but I feel like they're punk bitches, and, and it's their fault. Mm. You know. Yes. It's it's not the women's fault. No, punk that's right. No, they, they, they. Well, that's the the beauty of being a punk bitch is that it you have entered into that into the covenant yourself. No one tricked you. No <laughs> one said I'm going to force you. You you said on some deep level, I love it. I need it, and then you've gone in eyes open yeah so she is depicted as spiteful as a spiteful sneak well mate are we going to cover the biggest the big the biggest question or do i leave it until the end or maybe i'll leave it she is depicted as a spiteful sneaky woman woman betrayer with an eye for her friend's partners because that never happens 
Uh, she is also disgusted by her mother, who is portrayed as a deluded grotesque who still has a soft spot for Michelle's father, who was a serial killer. Michelle and her female friends repeatedly refer to her son's girlfriend as a slut, because no one says that. Uh, the young woman is presented as a screaming nag and then shown to be indeed a little slut when she gives birth to a baby who is clearly mixed race. The dark-skinned child is then used as a sight gag. <laughs> Meanwhile, Michelle's female neighbour is a, is a wholesome religious maniac who insists upon saying grace before dinner. Are these secular creeps at the Guardian? What's wrong with saying grace? You know, yeah, I don't say grace, true. but if someone did, I'd go, that's nice, you know? On Christmas! Yes. People do yes. this mm. shit. I know, I know. So I, uh, I wonder if they roll their eyes when it's like, you know, some some Islamic festival, you know, Ramadan. Do they roll their eyes and go, No, oh. that's beautiful. But, that's beautiful. But, like, Rebecca was really wholesome. And until the very end. Yeah. Like, uh, that's unfair. That's lazy. Yep. So, in a vicious insult to all survivors of men's sexual violence and trans women, I think you should say, uh, the filmmakers have recast the perpetrator and his victim as being in some kind of relationship or affair driven by her masochism in which his abusiveness is simply necessary fuel. What's between us is sick, she sighs, as he miraculously transformed from a terrifying rapist to sullen lover, derived, uh, drives her home like they're a couple, which is great. What a great and weird scene. Um, it's a classic <sighs> malicious lie that rape awakens women's sexuality. I mean, I love her looking past... The great scene. Looking past the, the... She's named it. Isn't that weird that you're sitting there going, oh my God, that's her rapist and they are acting like... You sort of... It looks like I've been in those scenes where your your relationship's dead or whatever and you're in this the car with this person, you know? Oh, like, the car's the and worst. That's what it, I know, but they've captured mm. it. I know, they've it's captured that thing and I'm like... And, and and she's looking... This woman's looking past that and saying, anyway, anyway, anyway. This woman thinks culture, that she go, fucking no. walked into a documentary. She doesn't realise that it was... Yes, I know. <laughs> a, dra- a, a dramatic uh, yeah. presentation. <laughs> a docudrama. So, okay, almost, fin- almost finished. Watching Elle, I wondered if Verhoeven and his all-male club really know any women. Do they know that we are not like this? That this is this is not how we react, think, feel, behave. Do they know what it's like to survive male abuse? If you're a woman as cool and capable as Michelle, why has the critical reception been so wholeheartedly approving? Is it that Elle is too ludicrous to take its gender politics seriously, or too confidently presented to be challenged? Um, surely critics aren't afraid of speaking up out of fear that they will look like an unfashionable prude who doesn't get Elle's uh, pacey, racy provocation. Or maybe it's much simpler than that. Perhaps after centuries of patriarchy, rape myths and male impunity, viewers are just genuinely five-star fine with unrestrainedly lauding a film in which a woman loves to be beaten brutally and sexually abused. Um, the big question for me, are, are we? Look, I don't even want to dance around it. Are we going to act like, um, you know, I guess um, men and women aren't interested in rape fantasies? Like, are we going to act? Are we going to walk around and act like? I mean, I'm not saying. I'm. I'm, I'm saying, rape. Spe- rape speaks for itself. It's dreadful on every on every level in re- in reality. But I'm talking about um, the world of art and literature here. That goes goes back to the beginning of time. Um, you know, there there is a distant cousin of 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 sexual assault in you know probably what most Mills and Boone like books and stuff. You know. Mm. Um, power dynamics and and guys who taken taken what they want you know and 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 ri- ripping the bodice mm. you know are we, are we going to act like 
this is and obviously there's a line and 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 it's case by case sometimes you you know it when you see it like like i could show you one scene from a film like showgirls and you'd go oh my god that's dreadful that's disgusting i could show you another like you know maybe the one in blade runner or maybe it could be um the one in basic instinct with genie triple genie triple on on the couch and you might sit there and go oh that one's hot you know, and maybe it's to do with consent. Maybe it's not. I don't know. Whatever. Um, but the thing is, I, yeah, I deal with um, film and film, you know, and, and make believe. I don't deal with um, whatever the fuck this woman's on about, which is, um, I don't know. This is something else. I don't know what she's talking about here. But I don't, it sounds like she hasn't even watched his other movies <laughs> because he says, <laughs> I'd rather hang out with women. I I tell women's story. Like, he's all about women. <laughs> well... She's not into it. She says he's got an all-male club. But this strange idea that that a film about one character in one time period, you know, you know, one specific character and what she does and what she's into is somehow representative of every female on the planet, like, from all time. Mm. It's like from the past, the present, the future, like, you know... Isn't that weird? Like, I, I wonder if she'd think the same thing about something like American Psycho. Like, does that depict all men? Are oh, she would all say men... yes. She would say yes. Would she? Yes. So it, she, she, it, it, but, but doesn't isn't this what Jessica was? Jessica Crispin was saying like, there are there, this is just a way of shutting down conversation. Like, because mm. if you talk about movies like this, you're not going to get. Part, if you were at a party and someone gave this review to you, um, you wouldn't get past this this movie. You wouldn't talk about anything else. You'd go, oh well, like you've what won. they're boring. Yes, it's rape culture. You've then. won. Because, no, because because all roads lead to rape culture. Like 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 if you go if you if you critique something like this, I know what you think of anything of Breaking Bad. I know what you think of it. I yeah. know what you think of. She he'd, she'd be like, you know, Skylar is oppressed. It's living under walls. You know. <laughs> correct so so this is just an incredible review that i I couldn't when i read it i couldn't believe it was real Mm. well it 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 sounds like one of your me too meters like (laughs) (laughs) it sounds exactly like the thing you do every single week when you're taking the piss i know i when i read it i was embarrassed i was like this woman's doing i was like um you know, I was sort of like, yeah, because I, I, I get so into it that part of me was like, you go, girl. You know, like I was, like, I, was I was snapping the fingers. I was going, yeah, fuck those uh, cishet assholes. But, but this you review know? has as zero nuance, like zero. It's it's uncharitable in every way possible. It it doesn't acknowledge anything. It doesn't you know acknowledge that 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 there's grey areas in the film, but also. There's no, there is no cure for being a humorless dolt either. Do you know what I mean? Like if you're mm. absolutely humorless, there's no cure for that. I like to imagine them going to the movies and then sitting through two hours and 11 minutes, getting really riled up about it and then going home in the car and then like going off about it. Whereas I had two hours and 10 minutes and I had a good time. So I can't like, and that is a long time. <laughs> To be getting it is worked time. up, like and hating something, she goes, she hates it. Actually, so so Peter Bogosian, you know, wrote a book called "How to Have Difficult Conversations," mm. and um, there's there's a technique maybe we can borrow from him. 
I think when you're talking to people like this, you have to get a scale. So you have to say, okay, all right, because you know you're never going to convince her. So you say, fair enough. This movie's rape culture. So, um, you know, let's let's let's. What's ten? What's what's ten out of ten of rape culture? Is it is it like um? I don't even have an example. I spit on your grave or something. She wouldn't have know, know what that is. But let's just say whatever it is. And what's zero? Is zero like um, fucking Dora the Explorer or something? You know what I mean? Uh, and and then you can get an idea. Try and get a sense of where this person is putting this film. Mm. Like so, if that's ten, if Salo is ten or whatever, and then th- where's this? Is this a six? Is this a five or a four or a three? And then, and then maybe beyond that, we could we could say, I probably try and get the the next question, which be, what are your favourite movies? That's exactly right. I was going to say that. That's that's the way you. What go. do you think is good? Yeah, that's so the you way go. You so go. you say, well, what is good? So so this is no good. So what's good? And and I'd be fascinated to hear that. Um, mm. you know, and I, I'm not being um facetious here. I'm 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 I'm, pro- I'm certain I'm certain she's got no taste. Um, because, because, and I don't say this often, but I have seen a couple of movies and, um, uh, I, I, I could immediately tell from the opening frame that this movie had something and because she's an ahistorical dolt, um, she can't even recognize the, the joyful, uh, cinematic tradition that we're being given here. So the very opening frame that they are hearing the end of the crime, and then coming in on the action, I saw that and I went, "Oh wow, that's rope. That's Hitchcock's rope. Hitchcock's rope. That's how rope begins." Right. You know. So, and I know, and I know that he's 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 avoided genre in this. He's tried to to do something out of genre, but still, he, he it's Hitchcock's in our blood. And so, opening like that, I was like, "Oh wow!" And then even later on, there's she looks out the window and she's got the binoculars. Oh, there's real window. Mm. You know, yeah. so so there was a cinematic tradition going on here, you know, and 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 um, uh, and she doesn't engage with that at all, you know, and that's and that's um, that's a shame. Yeah. <laughs> that's a real shame because it's it's joyful and uh, and yeah, I mean th- those films are darkly funny. Gallows humor is is, is uh, uh, you know Hitchcock Hitchcock films uh, and Verhoeven films are. are are, you know, filled with gallows humour, the sort of the darkly funny. Like, I don't think this woman understands that. The whole point of the build-up of um, Josie having the baby, like it wasn't a cheap gag. It was the building up. This She's a bitch. She's a bitch. It's definitely not going to be his. How do you show that it's not his? But simply by right. making him a few shades darker, then you know yeah. immediately they don't have to say anything like they yeah. did how, the how else would you do it you couldn't do it well you'd have to you'd have to have him come have them come out with red hair and then be a red guy with red hair yeah yeah but that's not that's not as convincing as you know you've just had an african american baby and it was a payoff it was amazing they're they're french <laughs> french french <laughs> african <laughs> you just uh, th- yeah anyway so um you yeah, know no i'm with you like but that's the thing like show don't tell yeah you know 100 percent. yeah so you, you go that's how we're gonna do it yeah and that and does make the it. audience chuckle not because he's black 
It's because you know that, of course, she's fucked someone else and that he's not the and, dad. And he and Omar, the black guy, was beaming? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone was bummed out and he was beaming. Yeah. Would, would you be beaming? But, but Vincent that, wasn't even know, bummed like, out, Well, it's probably though. not he him. He was pumped. Like, it was amazing. It's probably not him, but it doesn't matter. That's yeah. why the film's great. Like, there was a possibility that it's not him. Yeah. <laughs> But it's but it's dev, it's it's another black guy. I kind of didn't think it was him because of the, yeah, uh, the talking about. No, that's the first thing I thought. That's the first because thing I thought. Because they mentioned like, so many other guys' names that I figured it was just yes. one of the other guys in the commune. And she's got she's got a tattoo with the guy's name Eric <laughs> yeah. on her tip. Mm. So and it's not good. Vincent. So good. <laughs> Actually, she's such a bitch and she, she looks at um, Michelle, the mum, uh, like, you know, wh- while she's kissing yeah. the son. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It's grotesque. You know? It's, it was amazing. Hot. It was hot. It was hot. It was hot. <laughs> so, uh, anyway, that is our special edition of the Me Too Me We won't do that often, but come on, when, when it's that good and it's from, I can't, you know, dear listener... <laughs> I talk about the Guardian and what villains they are, and this is outstanding. This is an outstanding. It is an absolute gift. So (laughs) thank you, Bidishta. You you know nothing, uh, reviewer. Thank you. (laughs) But anyway, what do we give it out of ten? I think it gets ten out of ten. I think it gets full Ashley Judd pussy hat. Yeah, I do too. Particularly because all the all the males jumped on and said it was, and but twenty sixteen was just on the edge as well. Like that, I really feel like that was the last hurrah of being mm. able to say that this was okay because we got promising young woman after this. I am not as nasty as racism, fraud, conflict of interest, homophobia, sexual assault, transphobia. White supremacy, misogyny, ignorance, white privilege. I give it 10 out of 10 because Anna's like, I might move in with you at the end, even though you've been fucking my husband for six months. Yes. And we're all cool, yeah. but I've kicked him to the curb. It was, uh, yeah, nice. Nice little, nice little tie-up. Mm. Well, she's still holding out hope that uh, they they can get their les on. Les- so am I. So uh, the uh, boobometer, AJ, uh, was you know to be frank with you, um, quantity sparse. Mm. Um, apart from there was a there was a um, sort of a a bit character who came in at the end, was going out with a gigolo, outstanding oh, but brief. Yeah. Uh, very brief. Uh, reminded me of the um, uh, Max Monomore <laughs> hooker. Yes. hooker. Yeah. Same country, same body. I was like, oh, yes. So um, quality overall, MILF tier mm. uh, is what I'm thinking. Um, m- very acceptable. Welcome even. Uh, but, you know, we've only got a couple of ratings to give it overall. And, you know, I feel like... You know, we've had better, so I've got to give it. Here's here's tonight's rating. Matron, take them away. So that's um, (laughs) Kenneth Williams for you. Well, there you didn't close your eyes much. 
So that's how I know. No, well, you know, I mean, that's that's. You it know. went licking your Herman's lips. done his work here. He's 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 made me he made me pay for it, you know, and uh, <laughs> yeah. So it wasn't um yeah it wasn't, but it wasn't. You get nothing. So it was it was something. Well, she All had right? nice older titties too. Yeah, yeah, but it was just I feel like I feel like that I you know was treated with. You know, they, Paul wasn't looking out for me, you know. Like, he was sort of interested in other stuff. He's like, you know, getting caught up in how to shoot it and all this yeah. stuff. And I'm like, yeah, 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 whatever. Just like, let's not focus on, don't worry about the lenses and that. Let's just get down to the brass tacks here. <laughs> I feel That's like fair. he wasn't doing that. But I feel like next week he might come through with the goods uh, in the next film. Uh, what, what is the next film? It's uh, Benedetta. So this is um I god I hope this isn't his one song. Uh but um you know he's in his 80s now and it ta- and takes a long time to get these movies up mm. and so what is he he's 84. So Shit. 2021 Benedetta. Mm. So similar some some people have come across so um uh some people who've worked on L have worked on this. David Burke, uh, he worked on that other one as well. I'm pretty sure Anne, I mean, Anne Dudley, that's his composer. She's she's on the speed dial. Oh, yeah. You know, like, maybe I'll finish by my, my thoughts by saying, same as last week, we brought up this last week, I want Hollywood Verhoeven. I want these stories. I want Michael Douglas. I want yeah. I want Yander Bond DOP. Like just the look of Basic Instinct. The look of it. Like the like L was a and look, he's done Basic Instinct, so he wouldn't like to repeat himself anyway. But at the same time, I just want more. I want. I love the way it looks. It's just gleaming. You know, like that first shot of Catherine when she looks over and you, you can just tell. I look at that and I'm like, oh, my God, I can I know that they've got the biggest light up the hill, like cut with with diffusers down to next to nothing to, to light her up like that. Like they've got all Hollywood's firepower just, you know, going firing on all cylinders. Jerry Goldsmith. I want Jerry mm. Goldsmith. He's dead. You know, he is. he is dead. But 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 Jerry Goldsmith, you don't appreciate. People need to appreciate Jerry Goldsmith. Mm. You yes. don't you don't appreciate Jerry Gold like someone like Jerry Goldsmith until you realize that like he can just bang off. He can just bang something off, and it's got a life of its own. Like that. Like the theme for Star Trek: The Next Generation. Mm. I'm pretty how about, sure. How about that Chinatown knocked together in ten days? Bum, bum. There you go. He's the man. Like he's just like like and and he. I just know his scores for all of these movies would be would be magnificent. They'd just be great. But anyway, uh, it's a different phase, and um, you know, put all that aside, accepting what we've got. And um, L is great because it is a different. Um, let's face it. If it, it wouldn't happen in America, no, nah, L was wonderful. No. Great. Yeah, where it was made. Well, thank you, Jessa, for recommending it. Mm. Yes, and uh, I guess we said what we said. You went pretty hard at the start. <laughs> Balls to the wall, Rick. Yeah, he, 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 he calmed down. He calmed down. <laughs> all right. Got a bit excited. <laughs> all right. Until next time, long live the new flesh.
so good.